Kenny Kim here bringing you another Fantasy Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the Northern Trust Open. Before we get to our special guest, we'd like to thank our sponsors at DraftKings.com. We'll have a nice offer for you guys uh, on DraftKings a bit later in the show. Also remember to head to uh, FantasyNational.com slash FGD to save yourself 20% on one of the best sites out there. And I did say we have a special guest today. Tambo is in the middle of a cross-country move which is no fun. I hate moving. It's the fucking worst. But we get our our our, our honorary DGen member here, Ryan Baroff, the guy who always subs in, our, our number three, our go-to guy, Baroff from Golflandia. Ryan, how are you today, brother? I'm good, Kenny. Thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, excited about the return of Golflandia. Uh, we talked about it briefly. We took a couple weeks off, but uh, we'll be back this week as well. Uh, so won't give too much away here tonight. I'll uh, give more away on the podcast later. There we go. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. I always love your podcast with Matt. Matt's a great dude. If you guys don't know, like when he first started the podcast, you know, I, I like to. This is what Pat Mayo did for me. Like when when I first started, he had me on the show. He built me up, and I guess I was a. I, I sort of I liked his pod, so you know, I'd retweet and stuff like that. And Matt was a uh, very kind enough to send me a signed Alex Ovechkin jersey. Wow. Uh, like with the little card, it says like real and stuff. And like, I was, I, and so, so from then on, you know, Matt, I love Matt Wiley. So make sure you go check out the Golflandia podcast. All right. Before we talk about this week, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about last week's Wyndham championship. A little exciting. <laughs> it was pretty fun watch uh, on Sunday. I have to say uh, with um, Mr. I, mean, I forgot who won already. Kisner. I know now there we go. Kisner. I had the money on him and I, and I forgot who won already, but Kisner with the W a uh, shout out to P- at PGA tout uh, on Twitter who literally like stuck his neck out and said, he's definitely going to fucking win. And the guy won. So shout out to him. Uh, what'd you think of the event? Uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, <clears throat> very exciting uh, playoff, obviously. Uh, it, it hasn't historically been a great event, obviously. Uh, there's the drama around earning your tour card, but uh, that process is, you know, very confusing and you're not really able to follow it as you go. You're just waiting for the updates. Um, like most of us, I got smashed last week. <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, the ZJ and Poston and Hank Lebiota and all of that. Lots of Hideki as well, which uh, we'll talk about later. Um, but for for uh, viewing pleasure, it was a great Sunday. Uh, I faded Russell Henley uh, in showdown, uh, most of the slate. So obviously, you know, a very tough finish for him. Uh, but uh, I came out pretty unscathed. Yeah, I mean, back-to-back weeks. I mean, everyone knows Russell Henley, Hunter Henley and Harris English were roommates at the University of Georgia. And to both blow a four-stroke lead on the back nine in back-to-back weeks, yeah, that's that's tough to do. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what was. I, mean, I don't know what was more painful. So I had a, a Harris English ticket last week. So I mean, seeing a guy hit hit really bad shots and hit balls into the water and implode is kind of one thing. And then Henley, who missed what three putts inside four feet on the back nine. So I mean, both equally painful. I think what was worse for the Henley people uh, is there a lot of top five bets out there oh because my God. of the playoff. He didn't even hit the top five. So that was uh, awful. Yeah, pretty brutal week for him. Funny thing is I read an article talking uh, about Henley earlier in the week saying he has a calendar pop-up on his phone 
-hmm. that pops up every morning and says that he is the best putter in the world. He is not the best putter. In used the world. to be a great putter. I don't know. Uh, yeah, what yeah, happened. yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he was he was first in strokes game putting like in the early 2010s. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't know, but the rest of his game improved mm -hmm. a lot tremendously. His iron game so strong right now, uh, and then this putting is just I don't I, I don't know what happens. It's like the yips almost. I mean, it's really bad. Um, the playoff was fun. We did talk about Adam Scott. I, I thought he was going to pull it off. He should have pulled it off. I don't know. Yeah. Again, another guy who missed the two-and-a-half-footer uh, on 18. But we talked about how last week he seems to always play the hardest courses on tour, like the most difficult courses on tour. Every event, I was like, let's see what happens when he plays an easier course, uh, and we'll go ahead and fucking roster him and hope and pray. And it worked, uh, personally, for me. I, had, I will tell you one thing. I had four lineups with zero guys making the cut. That's impressive. I've had four lineups in my life ever. So I doubled my yeah. whole career. But you know what? I won 50 cents for the week. I saw that. Yeah, congratulations. I won fucking 50 cents for the week. So, hey, better than losing. Plus, I had the Kisner ticket. So, right. so positive week. Uh, for myself, the cash key cornerstones weren't great with Charles and um, Shank missing the cut. But if you listen to the pod last week, I gave out my whole lineup. I said I was going to play Kisner and I said I was going to play Landry. And, and you know, I had those guys with Webb and whoever the hell else I had in my 9K range. Uh, and those guys, Henley. It was Henley. Mm -hmm. it, was, uh, it was Webb and Henley who both finished, I think, 14 under. Um, or, and then, so, you know, it took a good start. You really only needed two guys up there yeah, uh, yeah. and probably a three of six to cash. So, yeah. So, I mean, I was in the top like 1%. So it worked out. It worked yep. out great. Uh, the, the, the finish was fun. Uh, I, I would say the first playoff hole was crazy. Nuts. Yeah. Uh, because you got six guys who par the hole from every facet of the 18th hole. From every area of the green that or off the green that you could have made, Kevin Na is a dog. That dude, when he is in contention, he is a straight up dog out there. Those two par pots on 18 in the playoffs, one mm -hmm. from about 14 feet, one from about 18 feet, to, to make the par to actually get him to the second hole and then maybe have a shot if Kisner blows it. I mean, that dude is a dog. I, I, I added him 14 to 1 live. I posted that on Twitter. I just thought that was a good bet. I mean, he was like the most decorated winner of all the guys in that playoff out there. Uh, anytime that guy's in contention, he's good. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, it's it's rare that we get a good putter like that. You know, there aren't that many really good, reliable putters, especially from that, you know, 8 to 15 foot range. Not has such a, a good and consistent short game that, like, Anytime his ball striking shows life and it's a short course, I'm going to bet him, right? Yeah. Like he won at Sony. He's won at Colonial. Like those are the sorts of places you want to play Kevin. Now. That was the third time in the last 50 events he's played that he had gained 4.5 strokes with his approaches combined in the first three rounds. Mm -hmm. uh, the other two were wins. Yeah. Uh, this one was a second. So, you know, if you look at showdown, okay. And you play in the fourth round, you see this guy's gaining a whole bunch of strokes. First three rounds with his approaches, go ahead and just put him in. I think anytime he's in contention going into the final round, you just throw uh, the, the Korean in that lineup. 
other things this past week. We talk about Kisner and Ryder Cup. Let's talk a little bit of Ryder Cup. It's oh. coming up here soon. We, we, we got to talk yeah, Kisner's about Kisner's not on the Ryder Cup team. That's, no, that's I, I'm with you. I, actually, I talked. I, I had a little conversation with Riggs from Barstool. He was he was the one, and I love those guys. They, they do. I know some people don't like what that whole company did in the past, but it's the past. You know, they, 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 it seems like they're trying to make up for it, trying to do a little bit better. Uh, I mean, uh, shit, if you if the stuff that I said 10, 15, 20 years ago, if people brought that up, Jesus Christ, it, I would, it would be awful. It would be awful. Um, and so, you know, I, and, and the way they're getting the content out and they're bringing new new fans into it, I think they're doing a good job with that. I, I, I respect mm-hmm. the hell out of that uh, because that's what we need. That's what we sort of try and do. We do our own thing here on the fantasy golf degenerates that it might be a little bit odd. Me might be a little bit odd uh, when it comes to uh, PGA and talking about golf. Tambo is a little bit more uh, on the, on the straight and narrow, but not me. Uh, and, and so me and Riggs got into a conversation about Kisner because he, he was talking about how Kisner should be on the team. And I mean, there's no way Kisner should be on that team. Uh, even with the way, I mean, if he wins at the next two events, okay. If he wins one of these next three events, do you think about it, Ryan? Yeah. Yep. I think he has to win one more for sure. I mean, yeah. If you think about so many points wise, right. He's still like barely in the top 20, right. I think he's like 18th or something like that. Um, But if you look at the guys or specifically one guy who, who he'd potentially pass for that last spot, you know, it's probably Harris English and Harris English has already won twice. He has been incredibly more consistent throughout the year. A couple of runner ups too, right? Well, uh, one at the U S open, right. Wasn't he? Yeah. So I think and a 54 old leader in two other events too, including a world golf championship, very recent. So yeah, like I think, I mean, honestly, eight spots are, are for sure locked up. 10 spots are probably locked up if you include Berger and Cantlay. And I can't, you know, I can't imagine any, uh, either of them missing the team. Uh, still make the been, team. No, no, he no? does not make the team. Um, I think the other way Phil makes the team is one, if, if, if the players ask for it and two, if Stricker really just, he wants to cop out and not make a hard decision because at the end of the day, you have like five or six guys for those last two spots. Right. And that doesn't even include Kevin Kisner. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's English, it's Webb, it's Scheffler, it's Zalatoris, right. Basically them, I guess you could throw in Kokrak, um, maybe Sam Burns if he wins. Um, but uh, no, the team is pretty much locked up at this point, <coughs> except for one or two spots. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, t- I think he'd be great anytime we play in Europe. I think he should be. I think Kevin Na should be thought about whenever we play in Europe. And that would um, be fun, yeah. for sure. Because I mean, like, now would be a lot of fun. Yeah, you see him walking and putts, mm-hmm. pissing the hell out of all, pissing the hell out of some Europeans over there with that little bit of. Well, he's a little bit of an arrogant dude. Uh, actually, a lot of Korean people in Korea sort of don't like him uh, because of that. There's other issues with his family and how he left. Uh, um, basically someone on the altar mm. uh, and, and in Korea. Uh, and that's not really, um, that's frowned upon. Yeah. Korea, no, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun. It, it, it feels like the one person who's going to get the short end here is going to be Scotty Scheffler, you know, unless he potentially wins this week or even has a good showing. Uh, because I think right now those last two spots have to be given to English and Webb. Um, so with Webb, it's more of a, a long-term form decision and and you know he was really good for the last year and a half just the last month or two have been bad and 
you know, he, he probably shouldn't be punished for that. So I think Scotty Scheffler versus Webb Simpson is really the only decision. And I mean, that means Tony Finau is not on the team either. So if that guy wins this week, right, I think there are still things that can happen, but uh, the team is pretty much uh, locked up at this point. I, I think the only way Kisser makes it is if he wins again. It'll be sort of like a yeah. horseshoe thing uh, from a few years ago where they actually changed the rule because of Billy, mm-hmm. uh, you sure. know, where Billy went just ham uh, during the FedEx Cup playoffs and, Teams are already but the made, team so sucked can't... back then. Like you think about those Ryder Cup and Presidents Cup teams. I mean, we had Ryder Cup teams with JJ Henry and Brett Witterick. Like mm-hmm. we were bad for a long time, and like now there's eight or ten guys who are top ten in the world, top twelve in the world. Yeah. Like the team is just so much better now that like you get guys like a Kisner or a Burns or a Kokrak or a Max Homa. Like these guys are so fucking good and play well every week, and they're not even close to this team. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. go ahead and put your money on the Euros. Plus one fifty to one, well, plus one seventy is what you. I'll tell see you what, it. like, yes, it's it's a course that the Americans, you know, will set up and should play well at. Um, but with the exception of a couple of the the rider, I mean, the captains' picks for the European team, that is a fun fucking team. It's a very yeah, it's good all, team. It's basically all PGA players. They play these courses all the fucking time. Yeah, I mean, not, Rom, yeah. yeah, I mean, just Rom, Rory, Hovland, they're going to destroy us. Like. Yeah. Like they're going to win a ton of points. And then you still have Hatton and Fleetwood and Fitzpatrick and Westwood and Lowry. Like there's just a lot of talent there. So, I mean, I, I think that the biggest disadvantage the Americans have is they don't play the course, the way the course is set up when it's over in Europe, they don't play those courses enough. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think when the Europeans play in Europe, those are the type of courses they play. Yeah. Uh, and, but the thing is when we play in America, we play these big, huge, wide open, you know, long type courses. Well, I mean, that's what the Europeans, when they play in the PGA Tour, they play those courses too. Sure. Uh, now, there is a, a bit of an uh, – now, I think the Americans have won the last two out of three at home, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess the last one was the Miracle uh, at Medina, right? If I'm not – right? It, it was. It, I mean, the, the U.S. should have won that too. Yep, uh, sure. So, I mean, So, I mean, it's not as cut and dry as I say when you put the money on – on the Europeans, I just think the team aspect is is a big deal uh, when it comes to the Ryder Cup, and I just don't like the way this team chemistry is and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, we got to win some 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 cheap points. You know, maybe you get Westwood on a couple bad days. Maybe you get bad Fleetwood for a while. Um, yeah, that's pretty I mean, Poulter, easy. To do. Look, Poulter's going to be a captain's pick, um, as is Sergio, and probably Justin Rose. I mean, Rose has been bad. You know, he played pretty well last week, but. I mean, that's a guy for the last year really has been pretty bad. And I, I think the Americans have to beat up on him. I got to give credit to where credit's due to Amanda, to Amanda Cust last week. <laughs> his, his one and done was Justin Rose. And I, I think that. everyone in their right man was like, what the fuck is Tim thinking? He was right. That was solid, yep. solid pick. Solid pick by Tim. All right. That's enough for this week. Last week, let's go ahead and talk about uh, the listener league winner. The winner was discount Belichick. Um, some avatar of a golfer. Not Belichick. I figured it would be some brooding guy in a cutoff shirt with a hood, but it's not. Uh, but it, it, solid score, 618 points. Started off with Webb Simpson, who really came off uh, strong. Started the, the, the turn with a double bogey. Uh, you know, finished 14 under, finished in seventh. Uh, basically runner-up to everyone in the playoffs. Uh, 43% owned. Uh, Henley, again, the same. I started off with my two cash game cornerstones, so that makes me feel good. Um, 107 points, uh, 25% on Kevin. Now the Korean uh, got to the playoff, 116 points. Brandon Grace, Jesus, this guy was right on it. Uh, 115 points, 6% on Brian Stewart, 
uh, who played well, really well over the weekend. 8% owned, 96 points. We did talk a lot about Stewart. And then the one guy I don't think I've rostered all year, Matt Kuchar, at 1% mm. owned. Didn't have the winner, but 6-6 six six was good enough, well good enough to get him this W. What's you think of the lineup? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, same cash start for me too, uh, Webb and Henley. I, I, I think that part was pretty easy and probably the only reason why I, I, I cashed in a week. Um, yeah, it was solid. Brennan Grace was, uh, I think, a great play. Seemed significantly underpriced. I think he was 73, 74, something like that. Uh, I didn't love the course fit for him, but uh, he's he's played great all year. So no surprise there. Uh, have no fucking clue how he ended up on Matt Kuchar, though. Uh, <laughs> but he made the cut, made some birdies. Um, he somehow made the playoffs and it's 6,400 this week. So uh, maybe a guy to consider. I had no idea he made the playoffs. No, me neither. That was, no uh, clue, I just happened no to clue. see him here. So no clue. All right. So let's actually get to the playoffs uh, this week. Let's go ahead and get started. Uh, the PGA tour heads to Jersey city. I was actually thinking about going uh, this past week, uh, but then I didn't realize that the uh, BMW is right here in my neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to save, you know, if I go to New York, I'm going to save a couple thousand dollars uh, by, uh, by just staying at home and going to the event next week, because I, I, I just, I, this will be the first, this is the first time if I didn't go to any event, this would be the first time I didn't go to a PGA tour event in like, as long as I can remember. Yeah. So that's why I was like, I had it to go. And so, but now I know uh, that it's going to be in Maryland next week. So of course I've never even heard of, uh, and it's going to be fun, you know, trying to find, do the course preview for that. Uh, you know, I used to love brand new courses. Like it was, it was great. I can't yeah, but it's fun because it's it's a no cut event next yeah. week, right? So uh, you can wait till the weekend and, and not worry about guys missing the cut or anything. Yeah, I, I used to have a, a really good time like doing all the research and grinding for these new courses. I don't have fun doing that shit no more. No. So now it's gonna be like fuck. I gotta write the course preview for this shit. Uh, I'm gonna do it. Don't get me the fuck wrong. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it well but I'm just not going to look forward to it as I normally used to do. But let's get, go ahead. PGA Tour, Jersey City, uh, for the first leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs from Liberty National. Uh, let's go ahead and put this in here so it looks like I'm actually reading from uh, looking at the camera and not reading. So I'm going to do that right there. Uh, you know, this is a, this week is the only playoff event with a cut. Top 65 in ties make it to the weekend while the top 70 in the FedEx Cup rankings after this week will move on to the BMW. Uh, golfers definitely have plenty to play for. You know, it should be fun. I, I, I enjoy the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'm, I'm actually a fan. It, it's a fun way to end the year. Um, now, since only about 50 to 60 golfers will miss the cut, you know, uh, instead of the usual 60 to 80 to 90, it'll change uh, some of your strategy. We'll go over that as the week goes on or as the, the, the show goes on. We're going to talk about lineup construction here in a little bit. Let's actually get to the course. Uh, Liberty National 7,400-yard par 71 Three par fives. It hosted an event this event three times: 2009, 2013, 2019. Um, golfers really hated this course after the 2009. They're like they should have left it a fucking, you know, a dump. It used to be a dump <laughs> where they like threw away trash. They should have left it like that. So they made a whole bunch of changes. Uh, you know, and I guess, I don't even know if players still like it as much, but the views are great. Uh, two of the par fives should be reachable by most of the field in a 600 plus yard par four. Uh, hole will most likely be a three-shot hole for most. It just depends how firm it is. It could be a little bit firmer this year than it has been in the past. Uh, three of the par threes are fairly lengthy, uh, especially the par three seventh. 
uh, which stretches out to over 250 yards. A lot of longer irons here, especially with the par threes. And then the par fives, you're going to see 175, 200, 200 yard plus uh, going in. Um, you know, there's also when it comes to the par fours, five are from 450 to 500 yards, three from 400 to 450, three under 400, uh, with the par four 12th being drivable off the tee. Uh, off the tee golfers are going to see fairways that are yeah, a little bit above average in width with fairway bunkers in play and water on about 10 holes. A graduated rough surrounds the fairway, so if golfers miss the short grass just by a little bit, they shouldn't have too much trouble now if they miss wildly. Uh, you know, they're going to deal with, you know, four-inch rough possibly uh, along with water and OB stakes, uh, you know, because most of the golfers, because of this, you know, in the past, a lot of golfers used less than driver. Um here with their tee shots. When Adam Scott won here in 2013, he only had 13 drives of 300 yards or more on the 56 non-par three holes. Now, the new generation, they hit their drivers a lot more often, so we'll see how that plays out. Um, on approach shots, golfers will see the greens. We'll see greens with a lot of slope and undulation. Uh, one thing that should make uh, approach shots a bit easier, uh, one thing that made approach shots a bit easier in 2019 uh, were the super soft conditions. It looks like the course should play a little bit firmer and faster. A lot of lot of heat uh, in the New York area in the past few weeks. Uh, not too much rain. Uh, you know, so read one with a minus 16 score in 2019. It could be a little bit more difficult than that, but it all, it all depends on wind. Uh, the wind was a factor here. Uh, all three years they played, you've seen like 20 mile per hour gusts. Uh, at this course, and that's what makes it difficult. But it is still scorable when the wind isn't down. When the wind is down, we've seen 63s, 64s uh, that have been here before. Uh, the greens are bent grass and should play, you know, quick. I would, I would suspect stint meter of around 12.5. What are you looking for this weekend, golfers? Um, yeah, I think you're nailed it. You know, I think one of the things that uh, I'm going to look back on is, is of course, 2019. Uh, Patrick Reed won, Abams are second. I, you know, I'll look back at uh, 2013 when Adam Scott won, but, you know, eight years ago, a lot has changed, not just with the tour and the field, but who those golfers are and how they're playing. So uh, for sure, looking at 2019. Um, and I think, I mean, anytime you see Reed and Amster on top of a leaderboard, I think only one thing comes to mind, and that's scrambling. You know, both. Uh, are exceptionally good around the green, especially Patrick Reed, but uh, I answer, you know, he gets up and down from everywhere. Um, so that is clearly important. And then um, I think, you know, um, it's very clear that in this first playoff event, the cream has, ri has risen to the top uh, almost every time, you know, Reed and uh, of course, DJ's won this three times and Bryson won. So I think you're going to see one of these high-end guys win. Uh, I think short game is going to be exceptionally important. Um, I do think that, you can overpower this course. Uh, there's a couple par fives you mentioned that are reachable. There's potentially one drivable par four. Uh, but I think one thing that stood out too is I, I do expect to see a lot of long iron approaches. Um, and that's both on some par fours when guys are clubbing down off the tee, uh, but also uh, the second shots into par fives, the couple that are reachable. So I do think long iron play is important here. Um, and I do think short game is going to be important. So that may uh, be enough to get me off of the, you know, Rom DJ types up top. I'm not sure yet because, you know, they're both great plays. Um, but I think ball striking and short game is going to be more important here than we've seen in the past. All right. That sounds good. Before we get to these tiers, we got a message from DraftKings. All right, guys, big fight this weekend. Pacquiao versus Ugas is this weekend. 
And DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has a knockout offer for the fight. DraftKings is offering 100 to 1 odds on a punch being landed at any point during the fight. Just pick the fighter you think will win on draft, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds on a punch landing during the event. That's right, bet $1 on either fighter. And if a punch lands during the fight, you will cash $100 in free credits. There's no better way to put your boxing knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FGD when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits when you bet on either fighter to win and, and a punch is landed during the fight. Place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's code FGD to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so let's get to these tiers. Uh, let's talk from the 10K range. We have Rory all the way up to Ron, a seven-person 10K range this week. Uh, how are you going about this range there, Barrel? Yeah, it's good. I mean, I think uh, there are arguments to, to be made for everybody here. Um, I definitely, you know, when we get into the playoffs and we've seen this, you know, we saw it with Bryson, we saw it with DJ, we saw it with Billy Horsher years ago. Guys ride momentum, right, into the playoffs and kind of through the playoffs. So uh, I'm certainly going to be looking at recent form probably more than I normally do. Um, and if I'm paying this much, I, you know, I also want that consistency. And I feel like um, if I look at Brooks and I look at even Morikawa to an extent, I think they've been more boomer bust than consistent, right? Um, so probably not going that way. I don't love this course for Jordan Spieth. I know that he played okay here uh, back in 2019, but I'm pretty sure it was all putting. Um, now I said short game is important, so I should probably consider him, but I think if you're playing this much, uh, I feel like Rom and DJ, uh, and even Rory probably have more win equity. So, uh, I think, I think it's going to be one of those three. Uh, I am leaning DJ right now at the top for win equity and for, uh, potentially low ownership as well. I will say, if you look, I think the winner is going to come for like the 10 highest price guys. If you look at the past winners of, of, the FedEx Cup events for the last six years. I have them right here. Uh, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, Dean Dustin Johnson, Roy McIlroy, Justin Thomas, Patrick Reed, Tiger, Keegan, eh, uh, Bryson, Bryson, Xander, Leash, JT, DJ, Rory, DJ, Rory, Reed, Spieth, Day, Fowler, and Day. That's when Day was like the number one player in the world. Yeah. You know, these these are like the top guys um, every year. You know, winning winning these FedEx Cup events. So I I think that we you need to go two guys in this top top of the top ten price guys in your lineup. I, that's the way I'm, I think I am going to construct my lineup uh, this week. Uh, and I'll start off with my two cash game cornerstones. I'm even doing it in cash uh, this week. First one's going to be Spieth. I know you said didn't like him. I I I, I think Spieth is going to win one of these three events. Uh, I, I I just think I he's can see. Do it. I mean, look, uh, it, it 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 should be a good course fit for Spieth. He's just you know he's got to hit fairway. So yeah, yeah, uh, he does, and hopefully clubbing down a little bit uh, will help him if he does. Uh, and the thing is, 
what we've seen from Spieth is even on courses where you would not expect him to do great, he has been pretty okay, throwing in a bunch of top 20s uh, out there. Let me take a peek here. If you look at his um, – if you look at his thing, I mean, like, what did he finish? Like, um, the Genesis. Not a little long course, probably not built for him, 15th place. Uh, Bay Hill. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's not short. Finished fourth. Uh, you know, you go the Memorial. You know, longer course. You wouldn't expect that uh, to be one of his favorites, 18th. Uh, you know, I mean, the guy has just been doing that at courses where it's almost like he's course proof now. Yeah, the problem comes, is, you know, 18th is not going to cut it for, what, 10, 6. You're right. You're right? right. You're right. You're right. But I think this course will be fine for him just because a lot of them are on the green. If the wind picks up, score is going to be in a – 10 to 15 under range. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, that this will fit for him. And his iron game is so strong uh, that I do like him this week. Yeah. Uh, second cascade quarter. So I'm going to be Rory. 10K Rory. The model doesn't like him that much, but I'm just going to go ahead. He, you know, he went out in the Olympics, did his thing. Hopefully it rejuvenated himself a little bit. He crushes the FedEx Cup playoffs. Crushes him. So, yeah, uh, two cascade cornerstones right up top. Rory. And, and Spieth. That's what I'm going with right there. Uh, I like Xander um, he, for GBPs. I th- like I said this before. When, when, once he gets that win, once a lot of these guys get this win, you look at Webb, you know, when Webb won the players, he had, what, two more wins in, this, in the next year. You look at Kokrak after his win, another win uh, this season. English uh, got his win, another win, and then should have probably had two more wins. Uh, this season, you know, once you, you break that seal, it just starts flowing for a lot of these golfers. And I think it can happen with Xander uh, once again. Uh, uh, so I like Xander a lot. Again, another guy who sort of crushes at this time of year. Um, so, and I think he's decent enough across the board when it comes for stats. Again, he's not going to pop off the page compared to the other guys in the 10K range, but he's still not horrible. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and I, I like Xander a lot for my I'm going to play probably four guys. Uh, my two cash cornerstones, which are going to be light, uh, 20% or less. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I'm going to play Xander, and I haven't picked the fourth. I'm leaning DJ just because you like him so much and you're way sharper than me. Uh, but it could be wrong. It could be wrong, too. So I mean, we'll you see. can't Yeah, you can't go wrong with, with probably yeah. either one of them. I would just I pick whoever's going to be lower owned. Lowest owned, yeah. exactly. I, and I think, I think that's a big thing when it comes to this. These guys are – you know, the margin between them skill-wise is basically mm-hmm. nothing. You know what I'm saying? So if you see someone here, I mean, who do you think would be the lowest on Kepka? Um, I think, yeah. Um, yeah, because he's cheap. Uh, I would say yeah. uh, probably DJ is uh, followed by Morikawa, followed by Rom. I think those yeah. three will probably be the lowest on. I mean, shit, if Morikawa is low, I mean, people fuck. don't play Morikawa. I don't know. Yeah, saw he, the open, like, I, they just don't play him uh, because yeah. he's not consistent, right? He wins, he pops up. Uh, I mean, that's what you want. He's basically what people want Xander, right? Um, yeah, I mean, what they want Xander to be. And Xander is the opposite. He's the consistent guy who's going to finish eighth or 12th uh, and usually not pay off that 10K price tag. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, really easy uh, for the bets this week, too. I mean, I just threw them out there. I mean, I got my two casket cornerstones. Just going to throw them out there, 18 to 1. Uh, Roy, 25 to 1. We'll get that to in our betting section. But, like, I looked at the numbers this morning, like 8 in the morning, and I was like, oh, those four bets. I didn't even look at any type of model, no course history. And I was like, 
these yeah, four bets I don't, sound good. Yeah, I don't think you have to go past about 50 to one this week. I, you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure in that top 20 is where your winner's going to be. So, yep. Let's get to this 9K range. Um, I mean, JT's going to be a chalk, right? You know, he should be, but um, I don't, I don't remember the last time Bryson was 9,600 either. Uh, coming off a pretty good performance at uh, uh, the St. Jude. So that's an yep. interesting one. I mean, Victor Hovland, uh, still there, um, always consistent, always playing well. You have Answer, who just won, uh, which, again, will normally steer people away. But but then they look and see that he finished second here in 2019. So, like, what does it actually do? Um, and then Berger is probably going to be one of the highest zoned on the slate. Uh, people love playing Scheffler. So I would say the only person people aren't going to play is Patrick Cantlay. Um I think he and then maybe Matsuyama to an extent, but I think Patrick Cantley is going to be probably 8% owned. And um, I think that's your leverage spot here. Yeah. I like Decky uh, personally. I, I didn't bet him, but I'm a fan. I'm not worried about his miscut last week. Uh, just the way he's been playing, I could see another win. Him and Spieth are two guys that I could see winning in a, winning at least one of these events uh, this coming up because I mean, Decky's just been playing extremely good golf. I mean, yeah, he missed a cut. But one thing I noticed about Decky last week is um, actually ever since he won the Masters, you could literally see like, maybe not in Japan because there's a lot of pressure, but mm-hmm. you could see like it's he walks with a little bit more ease. It looks like he smiles more. Like, have you ever seen Decky smile on a golf course? I saw it happen twice last week uh, when he uh, in an event where he's missing the cut. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, I, I, I think Again, having that monkey off the back and basically, you know, winning a billion dollars because that's what he's going to win mm-hmm. with that master's victory with all the all and he's set for life. He doesn't have to do a goddamn fucking thing anymore except just go out and play golf I and mean, he doesn't have to sweat shit anymore. And I think that's a big deal. And I like Decky a lot for a bounce back uh, this week. Um, I'm going to play him and JT at least, and they'll probably be more in that range. But those are the two guys I'm focusing on. I like a Cantlay tape. Uh, there was somebody else who liked Cantlay a lot this week. I think it was either it was either Martin or it was. Bam yeah, I don't like. Yeah, I mean, I don't play Cantlay very often. I think he's uh. he's. I mean, he's number nine in the world, which is still pretty crazy to me. But I guess he did win the Memorial again. Um, I just think, just based on ownership, he's he's going to be the guy who goes overlooked. Um, I. I love Hideki. I did bet him. Uh, it's one of my first bets this morning. And I also, I will give this hot take. I think he not only wins this week, but he wins the tour championship. Uh, I think the ball striking has been so good, uh, even when he doesn't win. Uh, and then like what you said, there's a ton of pressure off of him, not just with the Masters win, but I mean, getting Tokyo behind him. And he, he, he didn't win the medal. He lost the playoff, but he was there. But he showed himself well. He showed up. I think the Japanese played, were, were proud of him. He played exceptionally well. Um, I think having that past him, having the major past him, he's been looking forward to Tokyo for how many years? Eight, 10, 12? I mean, who knows? Uh, and this guy's been a prodigy since he was an amateur. So uh, I think having all that behind him is huge. I think it's it's a great course for him. It's a great week for him. Um, and the fact that he didn't do so well here last time will also uh, probably keep the ownership down, as well as that miscut last week, which when you look at it, it was all short game, right? The ball striking was great. Um, so really not much to worry about. All right, well, that's it. Hideki is going to be my highest selling golfer this week. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing it. All right, well, we're going ahead. We're going ahead and rocking that out. And me, by doing that, can actually let me play more guys 
in that tank area. So it's going to give you leverage too, though. because yeah, if I don't think he's going to be popular, I think, you know, people are going to play like three guys from like 91 to 10, five. And so you can be a little bit different this way. All right. It sounds good. Let's move to this 8k range. I'll go with my favorite. It's going to be fatty Reed. Uh, I, I like, I like fatty a lot this week. Uh, 50 to one auto click auto click this morning at 8 a.m. DraftKings had some really nice numbers. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook had some really nice numbers this morning. I know a lot of lines have changed. I think reads down to 45 or 40 uh, already, but he was 50 to 1 at 8 in the morning when they first came out. I was like, bing, right away. <laughs> so, so I mean, they've been putting out some good numbers over there. So if you're you, if you're on DraftKings Sportsbook, which I would expect most of the people that are, have access to it here are, uh, go ahead and make sure you check it at eight o'clock in the morning every Monday because I mean those those numbers are pretty fucking good. Um, but I'm gonna I like I like his short game winner here the New York thing I think he can play well I think he said that he likes to play uh, in New York he likes that crowd he likes that vibe he took a week off you know yep. uh, I mean the dude played like 872 weeks in a row he's got it he's out of shape like me he, he had to be tired I get tired walking up the stairs so I know that he has to be tired you know playing eight weeks in a row. Uh, so I think the week off helps. I think the, the, the setting helps. I think the course helps. He won here again, 2019. If the wind picks up, that short game uh, can do his thing. And, and still, he's still not 100% for the Ryder Cup. I think he's going to yep. make it. But he still doesn't know unless, you know, Stricker called him last yeah, week. Yeah, I think he's. I think that was one of the reasons why he withdrew last week, honestly. Yeah. I, because if Stricker was he like, played oh, a ton of weeks in a row, he was yeah. looking for a break. And I, uh, I, I would imagine he got that call and said, you're in, you know, we'll see you in the playoffs. So. Yeah. We don't know that, but that's my guess as well. Yeah, uh, but who knows? Maybe he doesn't. Uh, either way, I think he still wants to get a W uh, out here. I don't think he's won this season, right? He won uh, at the Tory, or is that last year? I, I mean, years no, he won. Together. You're right. He won Tory. He won Tory. Yeah, they're right. blend together now. So yeah, yeah, I know. So he did win. So I like Reed. Reed is my favorite play. I'm going back to Adam Scott. Um, I'll go back to him. Uh, you know, at, at this price on a course where he finished first and fifth, uh, the two times he's played, it looked like his game is coming back to form. Except for the putt, that putt was just Jesus. I don't even yeah. know. Uh, I don't even know. I mean, thank God he missed it because it saved my week with Kisner winning uh, because I didn't have, I had Adam in, in DFS, but I didn't have him in, on I my feel bad. Part. I mean, the guy sat there for what, 15 minutes watching God, these awful. guys hack yeah. around the hole. I mean, yeah. yeah. It well, I mean, it, yeah, it was, it was brutal uh, having to wait. I mean, I sort of liked the six man group, but it's it, it, fun it, to watch, but probably it, impossible it, to play. Yeah. It had to win tough. So I like Adam Scott uh, down here. Uh, who are you playing this range? Yeah, this is tough. I mean, I think ownership's going to dictate a lot. I, um, I think you know, I'll go backwards with the guys that I, I, I don't like in this range. Um, I'm probably not playing Neiman or Burns. Um, I am not going to play Cameron Smith. I am not going to play Harris English. So that leaves uh, Webb, Casey, Reed, Scott, Connors, Finau. Um, I think for a GPP, there is no better week to play Tony Finau than this week. Uh, and like you talk about a guy who is obviously a great ball striker. He's been showing flashes. Like it obviously hasn't been a very good year for Finau, but he's had some good rounds here and there in the last couple months that, uh, and I think, look, the guy's an excellent ball striker, uh, has an extremely underrated short game, obviously not putting, but great around the greens. Um, and I think you're going to get him in single digit ownership and for 8,200, you don't get that very often. So, um, 
I think he's nappy, the nappy factor. That's just right. Had I his, think just yeah. had his twenty seventh child. Right. So, I think I mean, so. I think JPP wise, it's it's certainly Finau uh, for cash. I think it's uh, Casey and Scott. I think uh, or even Casey and Reed, but for me, probably Casey and Scott. And I. I hate Paul Casey. I don't play him nearly enough. So uh, I would say Adam Scott is probably my favorite play uh, for cash in the eight. Yeah, I, Casey, if you're going to play, I, Casey would be my my cash play in the strange. But I do not have a cash play in the strange because my next cash game cornerstone is in the next range. It's going to be Terrell Hatton at 7,700. At this price, the win equity, I mean, we're not too far removed from, what, four wins in an 18-month span or mm-hmm. something like that, three wins in an 18-month span for Hatton. Uh, you know he can win. He showed some glimpses uh, the last time he was out. Uh, you know, uh, really good with his long irons. So, so I like that. Uh, we did talk about that earlier. So I am a fan of Terrell at seventy seven hundred. I think if you look at the guys in this range, I think he has just as much or even more win equity than anyone else in the seven K range. Um, I think he's still top twenty in the world, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. uh, top twenty five at least. And, and to get him at this price. Uh, again, another easy, easy uh, cash pick for me. So, I mean, you got to think the three cash game cornerstones, Spieth, Rory, and Hatton, it's a pretty good start. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's how I'm going with my third cash game cornerstones. I like Coke Rack uh, a little bit. Uh, again, the model's not going to spit it out, but I like the way his game might be able to fit uh, possibly on this course. We'll see how it goes. Um, again, he, I think he, he shit the bed last week. Ownership could be muted, but here's the thing. DFS has changed a lot from the last few years. A guy misses a cut. Uh, his ownership's down the next week. You don't see that no more. Nowadays, a guy can miss a cut and his ownership will be elevated from the week before. Uh, so people are just getting sharper uh, when it comes to that range. But I, but I do like I do like him um, going down a little bit lower. Uh, I, I like um, Sergio. One of these days he's going to make a putt, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just so. Yeah, I mean, I mean, probably a very, a very good top twenty bet. Uh, I think there's a lot of guys like him in that range that probably won't win, probably won't even top ten. But in that top twenty range, like I think Hatton's one of them. I think Kokrak, you mentioned, is one of them. Um, I think Poulter and Sergio and Lowry all fall in that range. That like they're probably okay plays. But are they going to win? No. Are they going to win a GPP? Maybe not. But are they going to make the cut and make some birdies? Yeah. So who's going to win you a GPP in this range, Ryan? Uh, you set yourself up for that one, right? I mean, shit, well, we right? mentioned Kevin Na. Okay, certainly yeah. a guy that I I will continue to ride. Yeah. Um, I think you know he's got a couple runner up finishes lately. Maybe not the perfect course for him, but if it is playing tougher, if it is windy, if you do need accuracy, if you do need the around the green game, uh, and you want a guy who's in form, like yeah, I want to play Kevin Na. Um, but <laughs> so my GPP play, which is my GPP gpp play every week uh this is not financial advice but bubba watson he look he's again gonna be like two percent owned he sucked last week but he still made the cut um i made some birdies i just think if you're looking at a course uh and you're looking at guys like rom and uh, dj like that's who bubba is like that is one of his courses and if we think that that skill set and playing in the wind and being creative and yeah, you, like you want a guy who's one percent owned. I'm gonna go back to Bubba. Um, I don't have a ton of faith in him, but if you're looking for a GPP winner, that's the type of thing you have to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like Grayson Vegas uh, down below. I think they'll be a little bit chalky. Uh, yeah, I'll say think- one more, and I and I was gonna save this for cash. Um, but I mean, power has been exceptionally good, 
can he continue that run? Like uh, made the cut last week. Wasn't great. But if Seamus power plays like he's been playing, his irons have been awesome. His short game has been awesome. And you know, it's been in, in a weaker fields for the most part, but like, I think he's a great play again. Um, he yeah, is dollars cheaper than he was last week too. Great, great pivot from Vegas or grace chalk uh, in that range. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that makes a lot of sense. I like that play yeah. uh, a lot. Uh, let's go to the 6K range. I'll go with my final cash game cornerstone. Like I've been saying, you know, I've been getting you could be a little bit more aggressive, and I have been more aggressive with my cash game cornerstones, rostering uh, a lower 6K guy just so I can get a little bit more higher upside up top uh, with the top 65 and ties. It's been a little bit, a lot tougher to get 66. I mean, last week was like 0.05%. That's 66 or something like that. I think like 75% uh, in, the, in the $5 double up had three of six or worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know, that's the way cash goes. So Mike, Mike Aspect Cornerstone is a guy who was a tee to green stud last week. The first in strokes gain tee to green last week. We're going with my Korean brethren, KH Lee at $6,400. It's basically a punt pep play. Yep. You, hope he, you, you hope he makes the cut. Um, if not, he lets you afford Spieth and Rory uh, up top. Because the thing is, so these four cash game cornerstones, Spieth, Rory, um, Hat, KH Lee still leaves you almost $8,000. Yep. Uh, I mean, 16, uh, uh, sorry, sorry. Almost as you $15,000. is what it leaves you for your final two spots. You can do basically anything mm-hmm. with that. You can even go back up to the 8K range if you want and go with another 6K player. I probably got a couple of 7K guys lined up that I like um, this week a little bit better. Uh, and, and, and so, so I'm doing him as a punt play. If he makes the cut, we're, we're gold. And the way he played last week, it's, it could happen. The guy gained 11 yeah. strokes tee to green, first tee to green uh, at the middle championship. So I, I like him. Who do you like in this range? And I'll go after you. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm probably not doing too much. I think there's a couple ways you can look at this. I mean, you can play the pedigree, right, of a guy like Westwood or Norin or something like that. Uh, you can ride the form of, of you know, Roger Sloan uh, if you want to. Pat Perez is down there also who has been, I mean, really, really good for a while. Um I think, you know, so Varner makes some sense. He wasn't great last week, but he didn't make the cut. But irons are really good. Uh, putting was really good. And obviously, he contended here in 2019. So I think that's an interesting one. Um, I like Varner. But not half bad around the greens. Either. Yeah, well, like, and I like Varner when he's very, very cheap. So, like, mid-sixes like this and not popular. And he can score, right? Like the guy does make birdies. So I think he makes sense. Um, I think Brendan Todd makes sense. It's... I'm not a guy that I like playing, but the ball striking was really good last week. Um, he's very accurate, has a great short game. And again, if, if you think it's going to be tough and you need a guy who can chip and putt, like I think Brendan Todd makes some sense. Um, I think beyond that, you know, yeah, I mean, not really much. Uh, if you really, really want to go low, um, it's, I think this name pains me. You'll like it. I mean, Russell Knox makes some sense. Um, if you're looking at kind of exposed, windy, uh, just kind of need to make pars and he played really well last week. He had a couple of really low rounds, um, at the Wyndham. So he's like 6,200. If you need to go that low, uh, I am not going that low, but, um, I think he'd be my favorite down there. Uh, I'll throw like Luke list at 6,400. You don't see him that cheap that often. Uh, you know, I, I you, you don't see him in fields like this that often either. Uh, but I mean, you know, the guys, you know, top 10 in the field from 175 to 200, we've yeah. seen flashes, uh, of his game. I mean, he won in the corn Ferry tour earlier this year, yep. so it's not out of the fucking blue. 
Uh, so I, at 6,400, I can get on board with him. Um, a little bit more expensive. I, I do like your your Varner call. I like Pat Perez a lot. Uh, the guy just seems like a birdie machine. I mean, it doesn't really say. I mean, he learned how to putt. I don't know what yeah. happened, but the guy learned how to putt. Um, and if he ever finds that ball striking that he used to have with the current putting that he has, you know, that's a guy who can probably be top five, top ten in this field. So, Yep. Uh, Ortiz, I think, severely underrated player. Uh, I don't mind him at 6,800. Uh, going down a little bit more, mm-hmm. I'll probably play a little. I'll go back to Hank. Uh, you know, had a little bit of that family crisis. Mr. Cut on the number, maybe his head's a little bit clearer. The guy's been playing good golf uh, for a few months now, so I, I like him. Um, Lanto, I know the game has not been there. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to go ahead and follow the Rick Gaiman rule <laughs> once again and roster Lanto anytime he's in the 6K range. I mean, one of the better longer iron players in this field overall, both from 175 to 200 and 200 plus, at least in the last 50 rounds. Uh, so yeah. uh, I, I I don't mind Lanto down here. I mean, even if you if you want to go for a stretch, this is the stretch city. Uh, James Hahn, another guy who needs no form whatsoever to go out. You have to mention every Korean, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. We're gonna go. We're gonna go, Mr. Hahn, uh, uh, down below uh, at, at sixty. <laughs> so 60, there's one what, more 100. down here too. Um, a guy who people were clamoring to play last week and then withdrew at the last minute. I mean, Nordlander is 6,300. Uh, of course, I mean, no one's going to play him. He was probably going to be 5, 6, 7, 8% owned last week. He's going to be half a percent or 1% owned this week. And, I mean, not much has changed other than, you know, he rested his back for an extra week. Uh, any interest in Nordlander? Yeah, uh, I mean, ball striking-wise this season, he's been great. Yeah. Uh, there was that run he had where he was – Elite really for a little yeah. bit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it sort of faded down, but it, it sort of looked like it was coming back uh, a little up, uh, especially, you know, in a few events prior to his withdrawal. So, yeah, I, I can get on board with him. All right. So let's get to our betting cards uh, this week. I'll go ahead and start. Like I said, I didn't even do no research for the, for these. I, I just saw these numbers at eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, boom, 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 boom. That's it. I'm good. Yep. And I'm happy with it. I'm going to go speed 18 to one. Um, we're going to go, uh, Rory 25 to one, um, 30 to one JT. And then I'm going 50 to one fatty Reed. Pretty good. Yeah, Same. we are, uh, very similar, a couple of different names, but the same number. So, uh, my 18 is, is going to be DJ, uh, instead of speed. I did also bet Rory at 25. Uh, I bet. Also, JT at 25. And then my last bet was Matsuyama at 40. I just, uh, well, sorry. I, I did take the each way 160 on Bubba Watson, but that's not a real bet. That's just, you know, you throw 10 bucks on it and kind of see what happens. Oh, but yep. uh, yeah, DJ, JT, Rory, and Matsuyama. It's, look, it's rare you can get four names like that on a card and still have a decent return. So, you know, I'll take it and run. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to look for my one and done. Uh, oh, I, oh, I have still going. Yeah, I have Fatty Reed. We're going Fatty. Yeah, it's funny. Fatty I Reed have, for our one and done. Yeah, I'm I'm toast in the one and done. I I struggled in in uh, majors, but I had a bunch of uh, runner ups. And then as a joke, I I took Cameron Champ for the three M, and of course he won. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know who I have left this week. Uh, well, actually, I do. I have Adam Scott left, so I'm just gonna take it. I've definitely beat uh, everybody else, though. So. 
<laughs> All right, why don't you tell, uh, I think that should be it for, why don't you tell everyone where we can find you there, Ryan? Sure, sounds good. Yeah, uh, Arbero427 uh, on Twitter. Golf now, what's podcast. with the 427? I always wondered what that, what, what that meant. Uh, it's, Random it's nothing, number? No, nothing too creative. It's my birthday, April 27th. No, we probably shouldn't tell people that. That's all right. Very, <laughs> yeah, very easy. Um, and uh, yeah, Golf Landia po- podcast with Wiley, which we will record later this evening. So happy to be back there. Um, and of course, you know, DMs are open. Yep. You can find me on Twitter at KendoVT. Uh, basically live tweet every final round. So, you know, I'm always on there throwing out random, worthless, stupid tweets that mean nothing about golf. And like food picks. I'm a food pick guy. I love food. Uh, you can you can also find me on gupscorner.com. Uh, my article is already out. I do my course preview stats to look for. Um, uh, Cascade Cornerstones will be on there if there's any changes. Uh, my favorite single GPP play in every price range. Uh, my final betting card. Use promo code DGEN25. Get yourself 25% off Gup's Corner. All right. Start of the FedEx Cup playoffs. I'm excited. I enjoy them. It's going to be fun. Let's win some motherfucking money. D-Gen Nation. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfort. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words. I done popped the molly and I think it's be my third. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.